Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, and welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. I suggest you stop jabbering. Like a monkey house on visitors' day. With Bob. Hello, my name is Bob. And Sherry. You thought I was a respectable woman with the soul of an adventurous. Whereas I'm really an adventurous soul of a respectable woman. And now broadcasting the Felicia Bob and Sherry Studios is Bob and Sherry. Happy Friday, everybody. We got a good one for you today. The People's Movie Critic comes up in one hour with Get Gotti, the documentary on Netflix. Um, We've got our monthly teacher winner announcement coming up. We're going to send a teacher to Margaritaville. So be listening. It could be you. Um, And we've got a thing about stress being as contagious as the cold. And that's kind of like, whoa, means we not only have to watch our own stress, but now we got to watch other people's. And this weekend, y'all, I will be having a weekend unlike any weekend I've ever had in my whole entire life. Are you ready? When we finish up here, I am racing to the airport, jumping on a plane and flying to visit my mom. She's been sick. My, my bonus brother, Dale, died. My mom got so sick, she ended up In the ER, she was too sick to even travel for the funeral. She's going through it. She's having a tough time. Mm. And I I need to get out, even though it's going to be a super short visit, I need to get out and lay my eyeballs on her and and spend some time with her. That's not unusual. I visit my mom a lot. What's unusual is my big brother and his wife are flying out too. And for the first time since we were children, my brother and me and my mom are going to have a little adventure together. Oh, that's fantastic. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, the last time that me and my big brother and my mom were together under one roof and no one was getting married, I was 11 years old. No. I want you to think about that. That's the yeah. last time that happened. That's something. Wow. My, mo- my mom was like, um, she texted me does your brother like sushi? I'm like, he loves sushi. So I think we're going to go out to dinner um, mm-hmm. where they've never been. This is the first time my brother, Mark and Nancy have ever been to see my mom at her house in Utah. You the are first time. Me. No. I mean, it's one of the most amazing things uh, that I've ever seen anyone do as far as interpersonal relationships in the family that, you know, she left, she left the children and uh, because of a, you know, a husband who was uh, very abusive, but nonetheless, she left and you don't see her for 16 years. And I was there that day when she came to mm. see you. We were on the air and I turned around and saw her outside of the studio. And I watched the two of you 
your eyes meet for the first time in 16 years. You're just a, a like what middle school girl when, uh, when mm-hmm. that, or younger yeah. when that happened, and all of a sudden you're on the air on a radio station, and she is looking in at at somebody that she doesn't really know, and it would be very easy to be bitter, and you chose not to be. Uh, you took, I mean, as high a high road as a woman can take, and it turned out great. But I have to tell you, that was a lot to swallow. But, you know, the alternative was more to swallow. Because this is like, you get, this is your life, and it goes by really fast. And that is my mom. That's my mother, my only mother in this whole world. And I just refuse to live with, you know, like holding on to some thing that I had no control over when I was a child. I just, I'm not going to live like that. And I have a, I mean, I enjoy my mom. The last time I was out there, oh my God, we tore up the town. Like I, I am very close to my mom and I have a tight relationship with her. My brother has a relationship with her. I I will take, I will take, um, I don't know if credit is the right word for it, but I was certainly instrumental in healing that rift between the two of them. And I am so excited. Go ahead and take the credit. Take the credit. I've been take. I take credit for things I had nothing to do with. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, to take credit. I, look, I I kicked Especially the door if you're open. Not to put forth the effort. I yeah. kicked the door open. That's true. But he had to choose to go through it and then stay there. So yeah, he yeah. gets. That's true. He gets yeah. credit too. But I am so. I cannot tell you guys. First of all, I love y'all. Know I love Mark and Nancy. They're, they're my favorite people. I am so excited to get to spend time with them. And the wild, crazy novelty of waking up in mommy's house with my brother? Are you kidding? God, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's Are true. you kidding? That hasn't that's happened true. in forever. And my mom, when I visit my mom, so my mom is so funny. She's like, Sherry, I got, I got wine for you and some apples. That's all I need, mom. I'm like Mr. Ed with a, with a drink. I just need some apples and a couple of bottles of wine. I'm good till Monday. Right. But yeah. my, like when I'm, when I visit, my mom fusses over me. She waits for me mm-hmm. to wake up because my mom likes to sleep in her bed as though it's made with one eye open like Count Dracula. So as soon as the sun starts tiptoeing around the horizon, she's up and windexing something. So she waits for me to wake up and she makes me breakfast and like, all the kind of like mom kind of food, like French toast that you don't make for yourself. The idea, which you, of which wait- may I just say, you did not get. That was not a part of your life. But I get it now. So You're the idea now, of yeah. wandering out of because I have my own room at her house of wandering out of my room in my jammies with bedhead, and there's my brother, and we're eating French toast at mommy's house. That's you, freaky, you guys. This is this is equivalent to me saying, hey, after the show today, I'm going to Mars. You know what would make it perfect? If while you're eating the pancakes or whatever, your brother starts flicking your ear. Oh, and he will. He will. Yeah. Oh, he'll have yeah. all sorts of um, yeah. drama for me. So I'm super glad to um, I'm really glad that I have the option to even jump on this plane and go visit my mom. I'm super psyched to see my brother. We're going to watch cartoons in our jammies, just like we were kids again. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Normally, when the Bob and Sherry show is on the move and we're uh, meeting listeners, 
there's a bunch of us, you know, there could be five, six, depending on if we're taking Heather to take, you know, video or whatever. Sometimes it's just the couple of us. Lamar and I uh, were in Yuma a few years ago and we did a, a stand up thing, which really was fun and went well in front of, yeah. gosh, I bet about 500 people in that auditorium. Yeah. Remember that, Lamar? That was, yeah, it was, that was great. Really great. Yeah, because we, we, were, we were late getting there. And you yeah. actually drove, not just over the speed limit. Yeah, you that, I did. Close to I did. Yeah. But the one that I really remember, we we had finished the day meeting listeners. I forget where it was, but uh, we finished the day and we went out out to dinner. Sherry was with us, and I think Tony. And we went into the parking lot, and right across the street from the restaurant was a garage, a mechanic's garage. And, and they had their sign, the name of the business, OK Garage. And, you know, we, we'd had a couple of drinks. And I, I said to Lamar, look at this. I mean, hey, how was the work on, on your car? Well, it, was, it was OK. It, you know, it was OK. It was OK. You know, I, I went, why did they call it that? And then I think Max found some business and, and their slogan was, uh, as good as the rest, it the biz, It was a business I worked for. The, the guy, the <clears throat> the, we our office manager left, and the guy brought his mom in. His mom agreed with some sort of a, a company that had little tchotchke. not the best, but as good as the rest. It was on keychains. That's right. <laughs> not the best, but as I've got a There's new one. There's something and, about that, though. Go ahead. Yeah, what you got, Bob? What you got? I've got a new one. I was I was driving to see uh, my children about a week ago, and I uh, looked over in a very busy area of Charleston. And I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because I, I just don't want any problems. But people who you know have been through this area probably know it. So let's just call it Dale's Restaurant, okay? Okay. And it's signed Dale's Restaurant. Better than we have to be. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, well, you could come in here and, you know, we could, you know, spit in your food or put in some chewing tobacco, but we don't because we're better than we have to be. We, we could well, use kind of, kind of, uh, uh, marginal butter, but uh, we don't. We use real butter because we're better than we have to be. The, the state doesn't make us disinfect the walk-in, but twice a year, we do it three times. We're better three times, exactly. Hey, exactly. hey, we don't have to have a B rating, but we do. Yeah, we could right. have a C, but we have yeah. a B. Right. <laughs> we're better than we have to be. We could still be open with a C rating, you know? Yeah, but we, we got to be. We good. We're better than we. <laughs> See, I mean, set those expectations. Didn't... Set the expectations. Because when I walk into this place, <clears throat> my expectations are okay. You know, I mean, they're not. That's they're I love the idea high. of managing right. people. Manage yeah. people's expectations. Yeah. Under promise. Yeah. And barely deliver, but still, you know, what I'm saying it's better than over promising and right. Not right. And, it, and, right. and so if, if it's a great, you know, super breakfast thing that they order and it's pretty good, they're impressed. It's better than they had to be. I got yeah. lucky. I got lucky today. But seriously, yeah. did nobody in that restaurant's family say, you know, I don't know, better than we have to be? Doesn't 
doesn't it sound like we're, we're kind of stretching even to be in the restaurant business? I'm going to start using this like anytime my husband has any criticism of me. I'm going to go, hey, yo, 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 I'm better than I have to be. All right. Oh, that's good. I think that'll oh, settle I, things right down. Oh, I like, that works. That I works like better. It. As a wife, you're, you're exactly yeah. right. A little gift from me to you there, Sherry Lynch. <laughs> Thank you. Morons in the news is next. And then the People's Movie Critic with Get Gotti, it's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With Morons in the news. I just love Key West, Florida. I, I discovered it years ago, really before the bulk of the tourists did. And it was a fishing community, and it was a place where people who wanted to get out of America but not leave America would go. Great bars like Sloppy Joe's. What a wonderful history. And it's also a place where people, when they want to, can get really crazy. There are 40 bars on Duval Street. 40 bars. And when it's Halloween, things get nuts. Listen to this. Um, And by the way, Halloween goes on for days in Key West. A man dressed in a banana costume sought to slip out of police custody after being caught urinating on a Key West sidewalk. Um, He was flagged down, the officer was, and told about a white male in a banana costume relieving himself on the side of a building right across from a row of potaporties, by the way. He could have gone right to the potaporties, but he did not. His name? Porta potty? Porta potties, right? Porta porties. You know what I mean. I know. I just wanted to say. All right. I'm sorry. His, I shouldn't have his said name. Anything. His name is Kyle Mortimer, and I think that is a perfect name for a guy in a banana costume urinating on Duval Street. He is 20 Sounds years right. old. He's described as a son of Massachusetts who attends the University of Miami. He fled down Duval Street, running from the police, in the costume. He was zigzagging to prevent capture, but finally another cop grabbed him by the peel. Mortimer then twisted and pulled away before a third cop came up and used a leg sweep to knock him to the ground. I didn't know they had an actual term for it. The old leg sweep took the legs out. At that point, uh, Mortimer uh, interlaced his fingers and held them tightly together in a bid to stymie his handcuffing. This guy is just three sheets to the wind. He was arrested, and he was photographed in his mugshot, dressed as a banana. And it is something to see, folks. So I don't know what's going to happen to him. Probably it's a misdemeanor, and, you know, he's not going to do any time. But that is just one little slice of life in Key West around the holidays called Halloween. We'll move a few miles up from Key West to Orlando, Florida, where a 23-year-old man has been arrested for allegedly holding up a CVS pharmacy in Orlando with a note threatening to shoot over several bottles of prescription drugs. Pharmacy employees told police that Muse handed them a threatening note indicating he had a gun and he would shoot them if they didn't cooperate. This is an armed robbery, Muse wrote in the note. According to police, please cooperate. I don't want to hurt you. 
You are not to alarm anybody or I will shoot the closest person to me. Please follow these directions or I will shoot the closest person to me. Muse then wrote a list of prescription drugs he wanted, oxycodone, hydrocodone, olazepam, and some others. When finished, place the note in a bag and lay down or I will shoot. Police arrived on the scene. Muse was walking out of the store. According to the Orlando Police Department, officers chased him on foot and he was ultimately taken into custody. Police said he was still holding the stolen narcotics and his note at the same time of his arrest. Thomas Muse was arrested and charged with robbery with a deadly weapon and a mask and trafficking hydrocortisone, oxycodone, amphetamines, alazapram, and Viagra. It sounds to me like he was determined to be a hardened criminal within the next 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> you should be ashamed. Somebody should be ashamed. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> And finally, oh listen, the translation <laughs> apps on your phone, like Google Translate, they're great, but they're limited, okay? So mm. a guy is in Lisbon, Portugal, and he goes into a restaurant and bar, and he's an Azerbaijani man who speaks mostly Russian, but he takes out his phone, and he gets his translator app, and he orders a pomegranate martini, and the next thing that happens is police show up and clear the restaurant. And why did that happen? Because instead of the word pomegranate, he used the word grenade. And the restaurant thought he was making a bomb threat. No, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. People were dropped to the ground, um, held at gunpoint by police. The man was cuffed. And, of course, he didn't speak Portuguese, so... The whole thing was a hot mess until they got to the police station. The was like, I just wanted a pomegranate martini. Sir, that's why we don't order crap like that. You drink a real martini like James Bond or stay home. If you do not have the ability to order your drink without causing a national incident. That is Morons in the News. we got the People's Movie Credit coming up with Get Gotti. We have Michelle Wolf and everyone needs a laugh. We've got the Bob and Sherry box office and crimes against table manners and the Zippy Zodiac because it is Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Well, here's an exciting story. A man got trapped inside a steel-reinforced concrete vault in New York packed with jewelry. Firefighters had to abandon their attempts to rescue him. But here's the good news. The vault was on a timer. And so they just said, buddy, you're just going to have to wait till the timer goes off. So he got trapped overnight and he had to sit in the vault until the timer went off the next day. And when it went off, the door opened up and he was able to come outside. The man was unharmed. But the firefighters said they tried for 10 hours to rescue him, to breach the wall of the vault. But they, by the, because of the steel reinforcement, the firefighters said we would have had to use very powerful torches and the vault's not that big and he's inside. So the decision was made rather than risk roasting him or setting him on fire, or using all of his oxygen or whatever. They just said, sorry, dude. We'll see you when the timer goes off. 
And that so let me get this straight. Sit there. Let me let me get this straight. At the end of the day, the man was left the hell alone in a very quiet place where no one could bother him for 12 hours. <laughs> Surrounded by that priceless lucky. gems. Yeah, it doesn't sound so bad. That lucky guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was an accident. He wasn't trying to steal anything. He worked there. Yeah. He was accessing yeah, yeah. his own safe deposit box. Yeah. And um, we're not I'd really still have sure to how. Before he goes, yeah, we're though. not really sure how he got sealed in. But he got mm-hmm. sealed in, and he's fine. He probably had to pee, and he was hungry. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's all right. No Wi-Fi quiet. inside the vault. But, um, he took a nap. Yeah. He's out now, and that's what matters. And does this not sound like a Looney Tunes episode? Like a complete it cartoon. It's yeah. Bob and Sherry. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. The People's Movie Critics Review, I'm Bob and Sherry, is brought to you by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Get Gotti on Netflix. Yes, this is a Netflix documentary. It consists of three episodes. And if there is a glamorous side to organized crime... It would be named John Gotti. The $2,000 silk suits, the perfectly groomed hair, the swagger, the attitude, and the fact that he was found not guilty three times made him the biggest story in New York, and it earned him the name the Teflon Don. Right. He, was on the, he was on the cover of Time magazine. He rose to like a celebrity status. He became almost a folk hero, even though he murdered his way to the top and he continued to have people killed to stay there. The news media couldn't get enough of him. Hollywood stars tried to get close to him. Whether this is true or not, according to the documentary, one of Gotti's guys says that Brooke Shields gave Gotti her phone number. John Amos from the TV show Good Times was quoted as saying, I just like the way he carries himself. You know, I'm not so sure the victims that he had tortured and murdered would feel the same way, but it was impressive to John. Now, Gotti became the boss by having Paul Castellano murdered. Everybody knew he was behind it. The FBI and the Organized Crime Task Force both wanted to take Gotti down, but each one wanted the credit to themselves. So there was no interagency cooperation, which is why he beat the rap so many times. Now, the documentary interviews members of both teams that were competing to be the one that brought him in. They also talked to former mobsters that worked for Gotti. Uh, They talked to the prosecutors. They give you a complete round spectrum of everything going on. Now, Gotti loved all the attention, especially after he was found not guilty. The downside was... It also brought a lot of attention to what was a well-kept secret, the mob itself. So with all that attention, law enforcement started putting a lot of pressure on the day-to-day illegal businesses of the mob. So it was really hurting them, but 
Gotti was just loving it. The FBI and the task force were each trying to plant bugs to record conversations, but they would still not share the information. Now, the documentary, like I said, is three episodes. They're about 50 minutes apiece. It's not rated, but there's a lot of language. There are a lot of interesting situations that are discussed, like especially how they actually bug the places. It has all the suspense and intrigue you would see in a movie, but this was real life. The documentary has it all. Murder, courtroom drama, witness intimidation, jury tampering, informants. What it does, it reminds me of the character Tony Soprano on the HBO show, The Sopranos. In so much as in that show, Tony is the hero. He is powerful, sexy, has a certain style, and he's having troubles, and we're happy to see him overcome those troubles. But along the way, we have some episodes that remind us that his true character is a criminal that murders and tortures to get what he wants, that he robs and he steals and he ruins people's lives, and that he would do every bit of that to any one of us if it fit his needs. The documentary does a really good job of showing us exactly who and what John Gotti was, a scumbag, low-life killer in a really, really nice suit. My score on this is five butts. It's so interesting. I mean, you can't stop watching it. It is fantastic. It's awesome. I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Can can we come back with Lamar and talk some more about mobsters like this, especially Gotti? Because I just saw something. I just saw something online that was so interesting. I joined, uh, I follow a website that is mob-oriented, like the history of the mob, and the comments that people leave about one mobster or another really are interesting. And you say to yourself, buddy, how can you say that? I want to share that with you next. So you liked it a lot, right? Because I want to watch it. it. Love Where is it? it. Netflix? Netflix. 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 Yeah, Netflix. All right. Yep. Very good. Stay right there. More with Lamar. Straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We're teaming up with Visit Florida to salute teachers throughout the school year. Go to the contest page at bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher and tell us why they deserve a vacation. We'll pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. Lamar just did a great review on the Netflix presentation, a documentary called Get Gotti. And John Gotti, of course, was the mob boss, the big boss in New York City a couple of decades ago. Died in prison, actually. His son is still around. They say he's not really involved with the mob. But anyway, um, I started following a website that is a history of the mob on Facebook. So like every day, there's a fact. And there was a fact about John Gotti. I forget exactly what it was. Um, And I started looking at the comments. And I thought people were going to say, yeah, he put out fireworks when you weren't supposed to in that part of Brooklyn, but he was still a murderer, blah, blah, blah. Glad he died in prison. That's what I was expecting to see. But no. It was one after another that said things like, Gotti, the coolest of the cool. 
Next one, the dapper Don. Nobody dressed better than John. A woman commenting, that's a man. That's a real man, John Gotti. Another comment, that's a man who really was was a leader of his family. And when, when the, it wasn't the family, the mob family, it was his family family. This was a guy that, that murdered his predecessor, had his predecessor murdered in the streets in front of Sparks Steakhouse in New York City, had the guy shot. This is a guy who, there, he had a neighbor who uh, was driving down the street where Gotti lived. Gotti's little son drove his bike out, got hit and killed by the neighbor. The neighbor did not, it wasn't his fault, but he disappeared and was never seen again. I mean, the, the surprising thing for me was so many people just said, now that's a man. That's a guy. And you made reference to the so- Tony Soprano character where people were watching the Sopranos and saying, oh, look how Tony, you know, Camilla never gives him a break. You know, look at this. He's trying to be a stand up guy. People would come up to James Gandolfini when he was alive in New York City, he lived in New York City. You know, they'd spot him because you just can't miss him. And they'd come up and they'd go, oh, I love you, Tony. I, I wish I was a member of your family. And once in a while, Gandolfini would say, do you know what you're talking about? I play a psychopath. <laughs> the guy is a psychopath. He murders people. And people would be stunned that that he would uh, denigrate the character that he played. But it was just a character. Gotti, on the other hand, I was a real guy and a real bad guy, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy when you're watching it to see how people got all caught. I mean, people are on the streets. He's they're on the streets with not guilty signs. Right. And I mean, he was definitely guilty. They just couldn't pull it all together. And uh, but I really always remember. I always liked that about The Sopranos because I was I was like everybody else. Oh, Tony, you the man, you the man. Then all of a sudden I go, oh, God, Tony. Right. Oh, you're, you're, you're not a you're good bad person. guy. You're not, you're not a good person at all. I mean, you yeah. are not. Yeah. You're burying yeah. a headless victim up in upstate New York. You know, it's no, all about perspective. Guy. It's all about it perspective. Is. It I is. mean, you know, and that's so that's I'm looking thing. at these comments and I'm thinking to myself, are all of these people like uh, folks who live in Queens, in Brooklyn, in Long Island? Are they all New Yorkers that remember that? And love the idea of this so-called Robin Hood Dapper Don, Teflon Don. They couldn't get him. Were they all from that part of the country? And, you know, I think they probably were. Because he would, uh, he would uh, flaunt uh, uh, his power in front of the police. I mentioned fireworks. He would set off fireworks where you weren't allowed to set off fireworks. And the whole neighborhood, you know, in Brooklyn would go crazy. That's my man. And he'd come out with a cigar and smile at the people and go back in. Those are the people who I think were commenting positively on John Gotti. And it's on it's on yeah. Netflix now, right? It's on because yeah. I'm watching it. Yeah. Lamar, how Lamar, many like, how many parts is it? Like what sort of commitment are we three, looking at for Get th- Gotti? Three parts, fifty minutes, three shows at fifty minutes. You'll watch you it know, in one setting. I think really that will. Netflix has finally figured out that people are like, I wanna I wanna support you. But I cannot give you 52 episodes. Like, three yeah. sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And it's That's not intimidating. Right. It's not intimidating that, to click on. 
That's yeah. the first thing when I, I'll say to Kev, I'll be like, uh, Lamar reviewed fill in the blank and really liked it and thinks you would like it too. We should watch it. Before he asks me what it's about or who's in it, he wants to know how many episodes it is. So remember when you <laughs> reviewed The Burial with Jamie Foxx yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. which was yeah. fantastic, by the way, if you haven't watched it, it's so good. I said, all right, Lamar really liked The Burial. We have to watch it. He goes, how many episodes? I'm like, no, no, it's a movie. He goes, no, is it a movie or is it like a lot of movies? <laughs> no, it's one movie. And yeah. then he asked me what it was about. All right, so there you go. Five buds for Get Gotti. Straight ahead, comedian Michelle Wolf. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Michelle Wolf. Women, we should just admit, this has never been about equality. You don't want to be equal. You want to be better than men. Admit it! You want to do to men what men did to us. You want to rule the world. You want to line the streets with tampons and fill the fountains with Chardonnay. You want to repeat what a man said in the meeting and have a boss go, good idea, Cheryl. You want to hold power in your hands, and that'll never happen because men will knock it away with the strong, strong arms. Just settle for equality. And maybe a place to breastfeed that isn't a closet. Because <laughs> we are, we're getting really, we're getting really mad at men these days. We're blaming a lot on men, especially white men. We're really going after you guys pretty hard. And I'm not saying you don't deserve it. You have been <laughs> sneaky little devils, <laughs> tricksters even. But I do think white women, it's our turn to admit that we are also part of the problem. I know, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> white women are like, I did not come here for this. <laughs> Others are like, me? No, you can't blame me. I didn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> exactly. We just sat there the whole time being like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Plus, some of the stuff white men did, I can't even believe was their idea. Like, some of the stuff was too clever. Like, when we gave Native Americans blankets with smallpox, that was definitely a woman's idea. That has mean girl written all over it. A man would have just been like, we'll stab him and throw him in a river. And then a woman was like, no, no. Let's give him blankets. Because then they'll think we're friends. And we'll be like, bye. <laughs> and the white women of my generation, we have completely abandoned white men. We blame everything on you. Even though you pay our rent, we blame everything on you. We're like, they did it. It was them. We couldn't. Our arms. We are the exact opposite of ride or die. We are ride and flee immediately. We're all rose from the Titanic. We grabbed a door and we shoved a white man into the sea. Like, I'm literally freezing. I should say, I do like to do all my historical women as millennials. Like, it's just more fun to do history that way. 
Like all the women on the Titanic would have been like, it's so annoying, the boat sunk. <laughs> like, how do you not see an iceberg? <laughs> that, that had to be the main discussion on all of the lifeboats, right? It was just a bunch of women being like, so I just didn't see it? <laughs> Isn't that like literally his whole job? <laughs> this is the most random ocean. <laughs> I'm starving. people are confronting their oppression and white women are really trying to be a part of that. We love being parts of stuff. We just want to be invited. You know, maybe do a little light decorating. Perhaps take it over completely. And I'm not saying white women weren't oppressed. You know, for the longest time we couldn't vote or have bank accounts, but for the most part we had nicer houses. So it's a very different oppression. It's a very air-conditioned oppression. You know, we were the only ones in four-poster mahogany beds being like, sometimes things aren't fair for me. <laughs> That's where men, you were very smart. This was a genius move. You kept us comfortable. That was very smart. It's almost impossible to start a revolution from under a duvet. <laughs> for equality, we didn't even do that right. We were like, we want jobs. And then black women were like, we have those in your house. We're working for you right now. Your son calls me mom often. And we were like, this is really confusing. Was the baby's crying? Can you go do that? Yucky. That is Michelle Wolf. My favorite part was in the Titanic iceberg. That is literally his whole job. <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get that posted up at b o b a n d s h e r i dot com. Click the menu tab. Look for everyone needs a laugh, and you will also find the People's Movie Critics' latest review. If you slept in or had to go to a meeting or something and missed it a bit earlier, it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Okay, this is random. Lamar has a brand new episode of Talking Lamar that's going to drop in just a few hours. It's called Pumping Arnold, and it's all about the extraordinary and completely out-of-the-box career of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we were talking about it, and my phone was listening, and it served me this... (laughs) And I've never seen it before. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. We're posting the video up on our Facebook because if hearing it is one thing, seeing it is an entire experience. Hit it, Max. It's not a place you can get to by a boat or a train. It's far, far away. Behind the moon. Beyond the rain. (laughs) Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there 
Is there a sepia tone Schwarzenegger pretending to be Dorothy internet? You know, sometimes, sometimes being listened to by electronic devices all across the country works out pretty good sometimes. It's a gift. All right, go check out the Schwarzenegger as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Oh, it's... <laughs> Sorry, that's me. It's talk back time. You can, <laughs> you can call us on the phone at 844-52-SH. Were you painting your nails? Uh, what was this thing in front of you? Uh, you talking into it. Well, Bob, as you know, I feel as a woman that you are my leader and my guide in all things. Oh, and I go. was just here waiting for the the sound yeah. of your authoritative voice so that I would know, I would know what to do as your helpmate. And, and, um, if you're, little... if you're looking to me, I have a voice of authority. You're going to be around a long time. I was like, where I was like the dog in those, in that old cart cartoon. Like, where's my master's voice? I don't know what to do with myself. Eight I'm just happy. Four. I was breaking out in a sweat thinking it was me again. <laughs> Sherry, or if you have our app, it's free in Google Play in the Apple Store. You can download it and you can do a gazillion things with it. Um, and you can tap the little mic cartoon microphone in the bottom center of the screen. And all you have to do is talk. And then when you're done talking, the app will send it our way. Hi, Sherry, Bob, Max, Lamar, Doc. I was listening to this oddcast episode where you guys were talking about your spooky stories that really haunted you. I have one. I'm from Northern Virginia, so I am aware of the bunny man, and that was one of our scary stories, but this one is the back seat killer. A woman is driving down the road. Behind her is a truck, a big, big rig truck. He keeps turning on his headlights, and he turns them off, turns on the headlights, turns them off. She's starting to get scared. Eventually, the man truck bumps into her in the back, forcing her off the road. Then she's waiting, scared. He gets out of his car or his truck. He comes out, he knocks on her window, and he says, get out of the car. And she goes, what? What are you talking about? He goes, not you, the killer behind your seat. Every time I'd flash my brights on, he would duck back down and wouldn't stab you. Every time I turned them off, he would get back up and try to stab you. So yeah, that was the one that really got me going for a good while. All right, love you guys, bye. Can I hey, ask I, I, I told that story yeah. so well. Can I ask you a question? Why not leave the lights on? Yeah, Why not leave you. the lights thank on? Thank you. <laughs> Why turn them off? There you go. Leave the lights on. <laughs> well, no, because this trucker was such a good person that he didn't want to blind other drivers. He was in a terrible yeah. position. 
yeah. you know, protect other drivers, protect this no. lady, protect other drivers. You know, that does sound like a Twilight Zone, doesn't it? Could you not see that as one of those old yes. Twilight Zones? Oh, yeah. oh, it's so good. That would be perfect. That would be and perfect she, for them. She did a good job telling it. Do you always check the back of your car before you uh, get in the front seat? I have no back I seat. <laughs> I do, I do. Oh, well, that makes I it do. easy. Do you? I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. do. Yeah. And not only when that, a- but I'm s- super careful about where I park, especially mm-hmm. at night if I'm in like a Target parking lot or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm super careful about where I park. And as I approach my car, I'm looking. I'm looking under my car. I'm looking around my car. Now, the only problem is, is that nine times out of 10, I walk up to the wrong car because to me, I only know cars by their colors. The number, <laughs> the number of black cars that I have tried to get into since I've, and I've had this car since 2021. In two years, I have tried to get into so many black cars, not even the same make or model, just it's black, so it must be mine. Yeah. You need to get yeah, like one of those iridescent tennis balls on the top of your car so you can identify it very <laughs> easily. You know what I wish Speak- I had in all seriousness? Remember how back in the day, like some exterminating companies would drive around with like a big plastic bug on the roof of their car? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh and yeah. I've always heard that there are companies that will pay you to drive around with their logos and stuff. I'm just going to put it out there. If you're an exterminating company, I will ride around with a giant cricket or whatever on the roof of my car because it would it would cut down on the number of other people's cars that I try to get into. But but would you do this? I just saw this the other day, and I have such admiration for this man. It was a plumbing company. I can't remember the name of the plumbing company. But they had it wrapped with the name of the plumbing company's name and the phone number and all of that. But right there where the driver sat, they had the wrap painted so it looked like yes. he was sitting on a toilet. Yes. This yes, man I've is driving around, s- sitting on the can all day long. <laughs> and I pulled up next to him and I looked over and he gave me a quick look and because, uh, you know, he's been through this a million times. But I wanted to give him a thumbs up because that's a working man and he's going to bring home the, the, the bread and butter for his family. But, oh, my goodness, what a thing to do to a man. Yeah. Well, you know, happens. It does. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Around these parts, we have reverence for teachers. Teachers saved my life. Teachers are the reason that I have any kind of functional adulthood at all. We love teachers and we are celebrating teachers, not just today, not just this week, but all year long at BobandSherry.com. Nominate a teacher and tell us why they need a vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers, round trip air, vehicle rental, all from Visit Florida. Now, we're going to choose a winner every week and load that teacher up with some cool Bob and Cherry swag. And then once a month, we're going to send a winner to Florida. And today's winner for this month is Jen Rockin' Sock of Bemidji, yeah. Minnesota. 
Got it. I want that name. I love that name. Why couldn't that be my name? Bobby Rockensock. Wouldn't that be a great DJ name? That's such a good DJ name. Of course, Miss Rockensock, as your as your math teacher in seventh grade, is also good. Um, Let me read the entry because Jen's bestie nominated her. She said. First of all, let me tell you that Jen Rockensock is so much more than just a teacher. Her official title is actually lead secretary at Jean Dillon Elementary in Bemidji, Minnesota. This is a fourth and fifth grade school with over 700 students and approximately 100 staff. However, since COVID and all the craziness that educators have had to endure, everyone's duties at school have had to do a major shift. Here's what Jen does. She runs the front office, substitute teaches several times a week, covers staff shortages in the lunchroom and on the playground, works after hours as a substitute custodian. She makes genuine connections with students. She's truly a safe haven for those that might not have the best home life. She performs her job with a smile and grace and willingly tackles other duties simply because it's needed for the kids. In my eyes, she exemplifies what an educator should be. She's there Mm -hmm. for the students, supportive of her coworkers, selflessly giving her time, her resources, her attention and her joy. Although she's a substitute and not a full-time teacher, I hope that you'll still consider Jen for your contest because regardless of her official job title, she is a true educator. Girl, listen, Jen Rockensock is doing everything but cut the grass and drive the bus. You better believe she qualified. <laughs> Jen, we You're will see about multi-tacking. you. We will see you at Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers next spring. Nominate your teacher right now because we want to celebrate them too. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I dot com. And yeah, Bob, you're not kidding, man. Rock and Sock. What a name. What a name. I mean, that is really just a fantastic name. Um, I want to squeeze this in here while we have a moment. I, I don't know who this guy was, but it was my favorite photograph that I've seen online in the last week or so. This This is a big guy. He doesn't look like he's very tall. But he's a big, big guy, and he's, uh, I, I would say he's looking like right around 300 pounds. And he has got a black T-shirt on, and in yellow letters it says, I am not Justin Bieber. I think <laughs> if you go out of the house <laughs> into the world, you got a sense of humor, you know, because you're going to get people whose who, heads are going to snap. Somebody's going to say something. And this guy is just so comfortable in being who he is. I don't know who you are, sir. I hope you're listening. I give you a round of applause for being very comfortable in your own skin. Um. (laughs) I am not Justin Bieber. I saw, that just makes me think, I saw um, Justin Bieber's wife Haley's Halloween costume. You know, Haley... Haley Bieber, I like a lot of um, women. I'm weirdly fascinated by Haley Bieber, although I don't um, buy any of her products. I'm not 100% sure what all of those might be, but I am weirdly fascinated by their life and marriage. They seem completely devoted to each other, even though they're like he's a giant superstar. You know, they look like they live kind of a regular life as regular as multi-gazillionaires can. But, you know, like they go to the grocery store and then they go to church on Sundays and stuff. And they're can I tell out, you what going for walks yeah. or whatever. And she's so breathtaking. I can't, I just can't tell you, Bob. I'm weirdly fascinated by Mrs. Justin Bieber. 
You know, I, I've never been a big Bieber fan. He's very talented, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm fascinated, too, and here's why. He's one of those guys that has a perpetually boyish face. I don't care if he grows a beard, a mustache. I don't care what he does with it. He still looks like a young boy in many, many ways. She is beautiful, but her beauty is a serious grown-up woman's beauty. You know, I mean, there's Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon looks, she's a beautiful woman, but she looks perpetually like she just got to first year college or maybe sophomore. She always looks that way. Bieber looks the same. If you put the two of them together, they look like brother and sister. But Bieber, the boyish Bieber next to this woman who could have no makeup on, but still looks like a very serious, beautiful woman. And yet, you know what? They were. She she looks to me like um, like if you changed her hair and clothing and shot it in black and white and told me she was mm-hmm. a star in the 40s. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like she has yeah. that, the that kind of eternal classic mm-hmm. Hollywood glamour. And she does seem, I don't know, you know, for all I know, she's torturing chipmunks, but she seems like a nice person. No, she does. <laughs> she seems like a very nice person. It's, it's just... It's very seldom you see that much of a difference in just sort of the aura that a couple gives off. But boy, in that case, I mean, she she really almost looks like his older sister in some ways. But they are they are oddly like they're perfect together. But you're right. There's an odd mismatch. In he's perpetually a teenager, and she looks like the star of a black and white 40s detective movie so true you got it yeah all right we got some more bob and sherry stuff for you coming up including the box office and a peek ahead in the stars what's your zippy zodiac for this week it's bob and sherry can you believe this is sponsored by state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there you read it once don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this shit. All right, right off the top of your head, based only on your own experience in this life, is stress contagious? Yes. <clears throat> yes. I think it is. I, it is I absolutely it is. contagious. You know, yeah. we all know it is. But we couldn't, yeah. we didn't have proof before, right? So it was one of those things where you're like, well, why am I stressed? Because my kids are all stressed out or my my uh, coworkers or whatever. We knew that it was, but we couldn't prove it. And now we can. Stress is as contagious as yawning. Secondhand stress is what we call the stress you get from being around, dealing with someone else who is stressed. And, and so what does it look like? So let's take a stressed out person. Their emotional state changes their behavior and their behaviors affect everybody else. And you're so, especially when it's people that you care about, you also begin feeling stress. And it's not just in your head, it's in your body. So you know how you hear like, oh, stress is so bad for your heart. Oh, stress is so bad for your looks. Oh, stress is so bad for your um, central nervous system. Contagious secondhand stress does all of that to you. So the person who's stressed is dealing with it. And now you're getting it too. I mean, think about how many times in your life, Bob, you walked through the door like, oh, everything's fine, 
only to find out that what was waiting for you at home was not. And it wasn't even your drama and there was nothing you could do to fix it. But now your guts are churning. How many times? Well, it, it was never uh, my walking into the door and somebody else, if we're talking about me as an adult, and somebody else was so stressed out that they gave their stress to me because they weren't the one stressed out. I was the one stressed out for a different reason. But if I look at my parents and I look at especially my mother, who was with my father seven days a week, and, you know, especially after he, you know, fell on hard times economically, I could tell that she was very stressed out. So she picked that up from him. There's no two ways because she was basically a very cheerful, lighthearted, uh, happy person. When you grow up with an anger ball dad, one of the one of the life lessons that you learn, and even though it's never, although in my family it was spoken out loud, even though it's often never spoken out loud is, oh, thank God he's not home. Right? Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, try to grow up to be the kind of person that people aren't glad isn't home. You, you it's know? true. Like you have, I yeah. know for a fact, Bob, that nobody has ever been like, well, most of the time, nobody's been like, oh, Bob's here. <laughs> because it's just. Um, you know, well, there, you know, I'm just going to be there, honest because I've kidded about that this one. on the air. Yeah. Uh, I've kidded about this on the air. There was someone that just, especially with the hours that we work, I'm up, you know, at 4.30 in the morning and home uh, right after lunch. That was never well received. And you're lovely. You know, like we were glad when my dad wasn't around. In fact, when he got, when we got news that he was getting paroled, my grandmom just shook her head and said, well, the good times are over. (laughs) Oh, she did not. She did. Oh, she did not. The happiest chapter of that part of my life were his years in prison. We were all so happy. The house was light. Nobody was scared. Nobody was worried. Live your life so that people don't hope you end up in prison. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Try to do that. It's, so, it's there, so true. There are three kinds of stress, and this is super interesting and and cool to know. So here we go. Here is today's fun fact. There is three kinds. The first stress is you stress, and it's spelled E-U, stress. And that's positive stress. That's the kind of stress that motivates you to be better. So like maybe you've got like a challenging project, or maybe you're a runner and you've got a 5K, and this time you want to place in the top 20 or win it or whatever. That's you stress, the stress that makes you better distress is negative stress. And this is the stuff that really hurts you mentally and physically and emotionally. And chronic stress is just a prolonged state of of stress that goes on for so long that it becomes your normal. And we know that people who had a lot of that in childhood um, struggle with stress hormone regulation. That's me and you, Bob. And it has really long-term negative consequences. So it's hard. You can't avoid stress because we live in, we, we're alive, right? And the world is stressful and we're living in very difficult times. So it's not like you can avoid it, but what you can try to do is not catch other people's stress because your own stress is enough for you to manage. So if you think you're dealing with this secondhand stress, first you have to figure out what or who is causing it. 
And then you have to find a way to distance yourself from it. For example, this, this is my, this is my husband's life. I, I don't have anywhere to leave my work stress. I can't leave it in another building or location. I just, it's here. And we, we really struggled with that for a long time. And then I had to come up with some like magical ways to put the stress in a little box and leave it over here and not dump it all over everybody. Mm-hmm. But people, people bring work stress home. And, and I know, I actually know people. I have a friend who said to me one time, I should just dress up as my husband and go do his job because I hate all of his coworkers as much as he does. And I've never <laughs> even met them. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know who said it, but it, it really made sense to me that think twice before you walk through the door, whether you're a man or a woman, Think twice before you walk through the door and just begin the greeting in an angry way because of what's happening to you. Yeah, because that's why the nobody had home. anything to do with that. They had nothing. You're right. Lamar is nobody, right on the money. Nobody had right anything to do with that. Yeah, the ride home can be really helpful for that. Yes. Because you can like yes. scream and then anyway it is contagious i got a lot of cool stuff for you we're going to post it up on the bob and sherry facebook stuff that can help it's bob and sherry well my wife finally got what she wanted the grandchildren evidently like her more than me uh they still love me but they are out of their (laughs) mind for honey um we went over to visit christian and l a few days ago and mary walks in and i hear honey honey and, oh, hello, Papa, especially Elle. She'll come right over to me, you know, and that's, that's great. Mary will then take each of them, put one on one leg and one on the other, and walk through the house going, I don't know why my feet are so heavy. I don't know why. And she'll do it and do it, and they're laughing hysterically. And then she will pick him up and turn him upside down. And then I, I take Elle, and I'm just sitting like... And this is the story of the little girl named Elle. And she'll hang with it for a little while. Where's honey? Where's honey? Because honey, again, will throw her up in the air and do all these crazy... It's time now for the pet parade. Let's go, Finn. You follow me. And then we're doing the pet parade. I just don't come up with pet parade things like that. I just want to sit down just just like in the movies where you sit... Papa sits down and you're on Papa's lap. Yes, this is Papa telling you the story. And when we left, I called, Landon actually called me and said, thank you so much for taking them. We had them for like five hours. And she said, it was so touching afterward. Um, Elle didn't know that you guys had left. And her lower lips started to quiver. And she went, honey, honey. She's one. She's one. They love. They love me, but this was an evil plan of hers from the beginning, and it was totally successful. Well, I don't know why somebody would choose a pet parade over sitting on your lap. I, I really don't. I can't. I can't never have. You. Thank you. Thank you it's very crazy. much. W- listen to her. In fact, it's I would Bobby argue Sherry. that it's the biggest pet parade of all when you're sitting on Chit Chat's lap. <laughs> oh. oh my. Who has your back, Daddy-O? Oh, this oh, girl right oh, here. Yeah, right literally. Here. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. 
The Bob and Sherry Podcast. My wife Mary is famous for wanting to try my food that I order or even the food of like uh, one of her kids. She just, she wants to know what everything tastes like. And we were talking about that the other day and my daughter Allie was there and she said, I do the same thing. I just want to try somebody else's food. So Mary found online, maybe you've seen these things. It's a fork, but then it extends to about the size of a yardstick. So you can reach <laughs> over across the t- <laughs> Yeah. And she, and she's going to give it to Allie as one of her Christmas gifts uh, later this year. Oh, and that fun. brought me that brought me to this. The English must be a little bit different from us because there was an article in the BBC about dinner crimes. And I'm just going to read them out to you and you can you can uh, comment on this. These are the worst dinner crimes. Um, grating cheddar cheese all over your spaghetti. I don't have oh. that much of a problem. I wouldn't use What's cheddar. What's wrong with that? But but provolone. Cheddar. Say cheddar. Oh. Oh, cheddar. I, I, yeah, no, I I don't no, see no. that. No. Eating with just a fork like an American. I don't know what they mean by that. We we, we eat with forks in, and knives, don't we? In other cultures, they use they use fork knife spoon. Uh, and and okay. all, sometimes they're holding them. I've watched. I'm fascinated by it. It's such choreography. They're holding all three utensils in their hands simultaneously without ever really? putting them down. <sighs> like, you know how we cut our meat and then put our knife down and then eat with our fork? Mm-hmm. They they cut holding the knife in one hand, fork in the I've other. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. When I keep my yeah, knife like in my that. hand it's in case somebody tries to get something out of my plate. I mean, that's, what, that's a defense move for me. Watch, I mean, watch I, out, yeah. Allie. Yeah, yeah don't, that's right. Yeah, don't don't yeah. come at me. Laughing with your mouth full. <laughs> who who does that? Who has a mouthful of food and then I starts do, and la- I have to get to Heimlich every time I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Slurping soup. I I get nope. blamed for doing this. I nope. I get blamed for doing this. Nope. Lighting up a cigarette at the table. Well, that Not used to since be since I was a, thing. a kid. But yeah. I was used a kid. To be when I was a kid, when it, was the last time? Bought- when was the last time you saw that? How long ago? I was, it's got it's got to be twenty years. Oh yeah, at least twenty years. I yeah. used to see people yeah. eat and smoke at the same time. Yep. Oh, the French oh, are my, famous for that. My, yeah, my dad. He for breakfast he would have a cup of coffee, a cigarette, and eggs and bacon. Absolutely, all at the same time. All at the same time. That's a healthy start to the day, isn't it? When you, when you, when you step back and look at it. Um, another dinner crime, not saying thanks to whoever cooked it. That That is awful. Yes. I, I've known some awful. people who do that, and, you know, you should always thank the the, uh, the cook. Yeah. Wiping your plate clean with your finger. <laughs> no. Okay, let's wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. No, Lamar. Wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, wait, just wait a minute. Let me speak. Let me speak. Go ahead. We need to be specific about what's in the plate, and we need to be specific about who's at the table. Well, let me be specific. It's food in the plate, and it's me at the table. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't do it with you at the table. I wouldn't do it with you at the table. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's disgusting. just saying. Pointing your knife at someone wait, 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 in wait, conversation. Wait, 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 wait. Do, wait a minute. Before, get back to this finger thing. 
do we have a biscuit? Because if we got a biscuit, this is a moot point. Only no, without it's a not biscuit, a biscuit. You need a it's your it's your finger. It's your okay, finger. Okay, well, if I don't have a if I don't have a finger, please I this please well, don't what say he's the, saying. Please Bob. don't say the words "sop up the gravy with a biscuit." Please don't say those words to me. Please. He, what he's say saying is kind of gravy. What he's saying Go is, ahead. if he has a biscuit, he won't use his finger. But if he doesn't have a biscuit, you want him to pick the plate up and lick it like a dog? What's yeah, the man yeah. supposed to well, do? Like a, she's like I'm an animal. <laughs> Just. If, if I there, think you've if heard his feelings sort of, and an apologies in order. <laughs> I, I won't. If there's some sort of sauce that's left, just leave it. You know, just leave it. You've had enough. It was good you've sauce, though. It was good. Um, pointing your knife at someone in conversation. <laughs> well, you know, these days, if you get a couple of family members together at Thanksgiving, I can see <laughs> yeah, some knives yes. pointing at each other. Putting your feet on the table. Who the would do that? No. Who who would be eating? That same guy that's smoking a cigarette at the table. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, it's um, one thing if you're home alone and having a Sammy watching some TV. Do whatever yeah. you want. Right. Sit in your right. underwear. Like, do whatever you want. But to, to your point, Bob, if you're having this meal with other human beings, yeah. Stop it. Please stop it. See? How about myself? Finally, my finger can get on that plate. Between. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, as long as I'm not in the room, I don't care. <laughs> Taking more than your share of sharing food. I got to tell you, if it's macaroni and cheese, you better be there pretty quick if I've got the spoon out. I just go last, and I make a statement. Is everybody got all they want? Because I'm fixed to and make then, my point. And then you move in. Oh, that's all right. I can do what I want to it, do. Yeah. It's uh, Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. Let's jump right in, Charlie, and see how things are looking this week for Aries. For Aries, this week is about sharing details of a pending new life direction with a long-term friend, especially to kind of get their honest opinion and support. Your new decision could feel like a bit of a rushed move and you don't want to miss out on an opportunity that arrives in your reality this week. So asking someone else's insight helps. That's unusual for an Aries to at, well to ask for someone's insight and then actually <laughs> listen while they're talking and then actually do anything with that insight. But I'm excited for them. How about Taurus? <laughs> Taurus, your attempts to resolve a connection could be met with a complete dead end. And if you've been opening your heart to someone and the words are running dry and the conversation falling flat, it's worth considering whether it's the right time to talk or even the right person that you're talking to. You may feel like you're the only one making an effort this week. Gemini. Gemini, a casual conversation could lead to something really exciting and life takes a very busy turn. So you could be invited into like a new collaboration with lots of potential. (laughs) And now you find yourself multitasking so many different demands at once. Just make sure to delegate the things that you can this week because other people are more than happy to help you. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I guess there's some hope in there somewhere. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Cancer. Cancer, this week, a new unique project that you're offered lets you unleash your skills on a slightly different path from usual. You could be working with new people too, which feels refreshing. And you're really just going through this life overhaul where the key is to keep reframing your goals as you go. Okay, Leo. Leo. This is an interesting week for Leo because concentration is difficult to come by 
simply because life feels more tedious than usual. Everyone around you is extra serious and really, really boring. And things become so boring that you just pay less attention to time and you show up late to everything. So use alarms this week to help you stay on track during this very unexciting time. Oh, and now my favorite part of this week, Virgo. Virgo. At first this week, it's like you cannot get a word in edgeways with anyone. People talk over you or they struggle to listen to what you have to say. But the biggest impact is in your personal life and the things shifting around there. There are a whole bunch of new possibilities and these do offer you some perks, which you deserve after dealing with a bunch of people who seem to be continuously pressing your buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it fun how Bob has become, just in the last 10 seconds, such a believer? (laughs) The truth, the truth, you can't deny the truth, my friend. Let's go to Libra. Libra, this week for you is a course correction. So anything that's too costly on your health and happiness needs some discipline. And a recent experience of some mistakes being made in paperwork or you just falling out with good habits sets you completely off track. So pay attention to your schedule and get back on it. Okay, and now it's Scorpio. And you know Max just had his Halloween birthday. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Happy Halloween birthday. But this week for you is all about Mm. quietness. You're not going to feel like talking too much and communication with others in general is just going to be more difficult. And it's like your relationships with everybody, including yourself, have been changing or being tested since June. But after this week of final discomfort, you get your swagger back and you can start to feel more like yourself. Ah, excellent. Excellent. I, and I look forward to the return of your swagger. <laughs> <laughs> Sagittarius. <laughs> for Sagittarius this week, there's difficulty staying on schedule for absolutely anything. It's not just work, it's life, it's going to sleep, it's waking up. And the people around you are looking in thinking that you're suffering from laziness. And that's not the case. This is just a sign that you need to use different tools or find a different format of organization to put everything in the 24 hours that just never, ever feels like enough. That does fit for Tony, Tony Garcia, our Tony is a Sagittarius, and that definitely fits for him. Okay, Capricorn. Capricorn, you could receive news from an acquaintance this week that creates a massive shift or change in your schedule. And in usual fashion, you're going to be cramming more in and adding more deadlines to your organization. You're going to have so much work to do because someone you usually split the workload with becomes temporarily unavailable or unreliable. Hey, Virgo, I know that this is a real good week for you, but that is not an excuse. No, 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 no. Aquarius. Aquarius, an error in judgment from the past in either something to do with finances or family could put you with your tail between your legs. But don't let a simple mistake drive you to feel low. It's never a failure. It's only really feedback. So keep pushing on with your newly learned perspectives. Okay, and finally, Pisces. Pisces, a close friend may be leaving or going away for a while. So saying goodbye to someone important this week means you're not really in the mood for anybody else's nonsense. If everything seems overwhelming, just do something small to ground yourself, like stretching or go sit by a body of water to be with your own feelings, if that's possible. All right. Well, I think it's, um, you know, between Bob uh, and Max getting his swagger back, 
Um, and yeah. me just doing even more work. I think it's going to be a very exciting week ahead, Charlie. And I can't wait to get it posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook and at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Charlie, you have a great weekend. Keep it here. We got more Bob and Sherry straight ahead because this is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. This one-year-old boy named Prince uh, something or the other in Tampa, Palms, Florida, whose parents spent $3,000 on his first birthday. And our friend Shane joins us right now and from his grandpa's turkey farm. And Shane is turning 14 today. Happy birthday. Thank you. So um, tell us about like your birthday parties, Shane, out there on the turkey farm. Well, I ain't on the turkey farm right now. I work there every other weekend, so I can meet the schedule with my dad and everything. Mm-hmm. But... I am not going to get to have a birthday party. Like, my grandma's going to fix me an egg custard. Y'all have heard of those, right? Yeah, that's good stuff. Although I'm surprised that a 14-year-old guy wants one, but go on. Well, uh, I like strange baked goods that are sweet usually, and she's going to fix me one of those. And uh, I ain't going to have a birthday party. Have my you... mom doesn't have the money to even buy me a gift. Oh, wow. Oh, have you shame. Have you ever had um like big, wild birthday parties? Oh, uh, no, I'm not a big fan of parties. Why but... Why not, Shane? Because you're such a social charming Because he guy. likes egg custards, all right? <laughs> hey, what's wrong with egg custards? There's nothing. They don't fight me on it. I, <laughs> I like them. <laughs> egg custards are good, yeah. Oh, well, Shane, well, um, I, I, it's hard for me to believe, I mean, that you can't have some sort of a gift. Well, I got a gift from my dad. It was mm-hmm. from a pawn shop. What did he mm. get you? Fair still. Get out of here, a pair of stilts. You're making that up, Shane. No, I'm not. You could dress up as Uncle Sam for the 4th of July and, you know, earn some extra money. Hey, yeah. well, I'm getting my grandma to make me a pair of pants for him. I can juggle on everything. And... You can still Perfect. walk and juggle. This is fabulous. You can walk on stilts and juggle? Yeah, and I can. Uh, I pogo stick on jug- while uh, juggling with them stilts on once with no hands and everything and I rode a unicycle with them. You know what? You need to get in a parade for the 4th of July. Like up in Hudson, they have that stilt walker guy. She needs to run away to the circus. I mean, now I'm convinced. You know, between the turkey farming and this, you've got an opportunity to get out, Shane. So your your father went to the pawn shop for your birthday and got you the stilts. Yeah, I mean, I seen them. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Next thing I know, I got them. Your dad's a smart guy. Yeah, that's I think right. people should shop at pawn shops because yeah. you find a lot of really good stuff there. That's where I got right. my new trumpet for yeah. Christmas. See, no kidding. Oh, is that right? The, remember, Shane played it for us. I know, he played it um, great. So you can, when you're helping your granddaddy out on the uh, poultry farm there, you could show up on the stilts. That would freak those turkeys out. Oh, they'd probably try to knock you down. Them things get up 40 or 50 pounds. You know what? You just need to become great on those stilts. And in a couple of years when you start dating. Oh, I'm already good on them. You are? Yeah. I was, okay. I, I, I don't want to fight class. you on anything this morning. You're a farm boy. You need probably I twice my size. class last year at school, so I don't know how to do it. They, they had a circus class at your school? <laughs> there ain't no more, but there was for a long, for the longest time. Yeah. But the teacher finally left. Oh, so the circus teacher took another job, and yeah, that was well, the end had, of Well, I don't know if he took another job. He might have just retired because he has type 1 diabetes. Wow. <clears throat> so no more circus class. Wow. Um, well, I hope he's going to be fine. And thanks, thank guys, you for the detail. Guys, Shane. here's a child being left behind. I know. <laughs> I hate it. I know. So what all did you learn in circus class? Uh, how to ride unicycles, juggle, stilt walking. Hot dang. Uh, um, were there a lot of other um, students enrolled? Oh, yeah. Wow. That, that class was usually always packed. 
Hey, you know what you ought to do, Shane? When you start dating, and I don't want you dating too young, but, you know, like when you're 16 or 17, you get a date, right? And, and you start, you know, bother your, bother your father's truck or something like that. Throw the stilts in the back, right? Uh, I've got to say one thing. Go ahead. What truck? <laughs> what uh, truck? Car. <laughs> Does he have a car? You know what? You're going to... You're not leaving here without answering. I know. I am. I'm going to give one. He's I hope you'll get some sort of vehicle. Maybe you have a job and you buy your own car, right? Yeah, well, I think I beat the crap out of all those other birthday parties. I I would not argue that. Well, no. listen, um, do you have a girlfriend now? I mean, 14, there must be a girl you like. Uh, my mom's listening, so I cannot say. Yeah. I try to keep that in secrecy. Listen, listen to what I'm saying, though, right? You get you get your, uh, you know, those special pants. At the vehicle, and you put the stilts in. You show up for that date, right? You go up to on the, you get on the stilts, and you knock on the door, and you're wearing stilts, right? And they come to the door, and and it's unforgettable. I mean, she'll be talking about it the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. The day, the day that she. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm Work cool. with me on this. That you have to stand out. You know, it's not enough to be the grandson of a uh, turkey farmer. You've got to stand out. You've got this stilt ability, man. Play it. Nah, uh, uh, that sounds kind of Trust harmful, me. maybe. Trust me on this one, Shane. It sounds kind of what, Shane? Harmful? Uh, yeah, because then things hurt when they fall, when you fall. All right, well. I don't want to trip on some random garden gnome or something. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Walking up in an area he was on a, you know, he could fall. That would be a bad way to start the day. And you'd yeah. hate a gnome to take you down. Yeah, yeah that, like, breaks a shoulder or a neck yeah. or something. Yeah, that's not So, good. um, today. Always the practice. Well, your, when your grandma makes you this egg custard thing, will your family, like, put a candle in it and sing happy birthday to you? Do you get to make a wish? Oh, no, that'd ruin it. So there's uh, no, nobody will sing happy birthday to you? Oh, yeah, they'll sing happy birthday to me. But no candle no will candle. blow out. No. No birthday wish. Yeah, you can have a birthday wish. What would be your birthday wish if you were to make one? Mother's listening, Bob. Uh, My birthday wish would be. Oh, I got one. All right, all right. Not to have Bob Lacey giving me advice about still walking. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Shane? I'm going to grant that to you. (laughs) I hope you have a great birthday, though. All right. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Shane. Shane. All right, thank you. Hang on, Shane. We got something for you, okay? Hang on. Hang on. All right, we'll give him a birthday gift. Yeah, we got a birthday present. Right. Sure, it'll be something aimed at like a 28-year-old woman, but it's what we have in the building. (laughs) Bob and Sherry are teaming up with Visit Florida this school year to salute teachers for all the hard work they do by giving them a chance to win a well-deserved, relaxing vacation to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Situated on the Gulf of Mexico, this laid-back retreat is the perfect place for our teachers to find the coolest shells in the sand, sip frozen concoctions, indulge in local fare, and revel in spectacular sunsets. Plus, each teacher and their guests will receive exclusive access to the Fins Up Beach Club to enjoy the action-packed aquatic playground or chill out to the sound of great music on the Sunset Terrace. If you want to nominate a special teacher or even yourself to win this awesome vacation, log on to bobandsherry.com. Nominated teachers could win weekly prizes and qualify to win the monthly grand prize, a spot to travel with us this summer on our trip for teachers to Florida. Teachers, we salute you with our trip for teachers to Florida from Visit Florida and Bob and Sherry. Contest rules apply. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I went my whole life without seeing too many stories like this and 
and even spent a good chunk of my early life in an area that was crawling, teeming with wildlife. But now it seems like every two weeks we get a story like this one out of Beloit, Wisconsin. You know, Noodles and Company, it's a it's a chain restaurant. It's all yeah, over yeah, the country. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, you know, you can tell what they offer. It's in the name, right. Noodles and Company. Well, they in the, the Noodles and Co. in Beloit was packed at lunchtime. I mean, it was a really busy, busy day for lunch. And suddenly a deer came through the restaurant's window, charged Whoa. into the restaurant. People scattered. The deer had a look around the dining area and then went into the kitchen and then headed out a back door that an employee opened because the deer was like, oh my God, it's all carbs. Uh, can't do this. I'm on keto. Nobody was injured and the deer wasn't hurt, which is lucky because sometimes when they throw themselves through those plate oh, glass yeah. windows, it doesn't end well. Um, but the manager said, we, uh, we shut down and we fixed the glass and we gave the restaurant a real deep clean because in all the excitement, when the deer found itself sailing through the window and suddenly it's in the lunch rush at Noodles & Co., mm. it let go of some stuff because it was just so yeah. excited by all the pasta. Yeah. Um, and now, now they're offering a two-buck mac and cheese special to commemorate the moment. <laughs> Don't Noodles and like, company. Sometimes you don't want that company. Don't you feel like we get a deer in a business about every two, three weeks now? And did never. You, did you hear before. about it? Wasn't a deer, but did you hear about the moose that got in line in a Massachusetts elementary school uh, drop-off zone? He came. He came out of the woods. There are like a dozen cars dropping their kids off. The moose got in line with the cars. And then started walking by all of the cars, looking in the windows. Nobody did anything. N- nobody got excited. And then he walked off. How cool would that be if you're a kid and a moose is in the drop-off line? Bob, that moose was tired of being bullied on the bus by the older kids. It just wanted somebody's exactly. mom to give it a ride it's, home. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. This is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.